Asia. I'm Tina Jha. U.S. President Joe Biden's administration on Wednesday announced its support for a temporary global waiver on patent protections for the COVID-19 vaccines. A statement from the U.S. Trade Representative read, and I quote, this is a global health crisis and the extraordinary circumstances of the COVID-19 pandemic call for extraordinary measures. So while intellectual property rights for businesses are important, Washington supports the waiver of those protections for COVID-19 vaccines. Accepting a key element of a joint proposal that was made by India and South Africa and the World Trade Organization, the Biden administration said it will now actively participate in negotiating the terms. For months, the WTO has been facing calls led by India and South Africa to temporarily remove the intellectual property protections on the COVID-19 vaccines so as to help boost production in the developing countries of the world. Now, the announcement by the United States was, of course, immediately welcomed by the World Health Organization, with its director general calling it a monumental moment in the fight against COVID-19. On this edition of The Big Picture, we will analyze with our experts the implications of the announcement of patent waiver by the U.S., how significant it is towards ensuring vaccine equity in the world impacted by the pandemic, and the challenges that remain in making it happen. Joining me are two distinguished panelists. I have with me Professor Vaiki Gupta, former head of Department of Pharmacology, All India Institute of Medical Sciences, Delhi, and Dr. Jayant Das Gupta, former ambassador, WTO. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me on The Big Picture today. Uh, Professor Gupta, let me begin the program with you. Your first thoughts on the US now declaring support for a patent waiver on COVID-19 vaccines and how, according to you, is it going to strengthen the global fight against COVID-19? I think as you rightly said, that this is a global crisis and extraordinary condition of making vaccines available for the entire world. And therefore, this requires extraordinary steps. WTO, or say intellectual property rights, or intellectual property is a very important thing. But humanity comes much before that. And that is what the India and South Africa's proposal is, that if you temporarily withdraw the IP protection and allow the industries, other industries, to also use the modern technology and the technology because of which the MRA vaccines are being made, there will be companies in India will start making, manufacturing this vaccine, which will be efficacious, will make it affordable, and this will be a big, big step in taking care of COVID, which is the, I think, the worst pandemic of this century. This must be a very bold and very welcome step. There will be certain opposition for that, but I'm sure that the opposition, which is a business-oriented opposition, will will be ultimately will be in favor of humanity and that's why this is a very very important decision which has been made proposal which has been made by jointly india and south africa and i'm sure that all other countries which are today considering 
the negative aspect of this will ultimately fall in support of this uh, proposal of temporary withdrawal of this okay dr das gupta your views on uh, the us decision because it comes at a time when india particularly is battling a massive second wave and experts are warning that a third wave of the pandemic looks inevitable so how is this decision in fact the U united states support to a patent waiver going to impact india how are we going to benefit from it the first thing which uh, needs to be borne in mind is that uh, the vaccine from what we have uh, learned from the experts will probably uh, have an effect for about 8 months to a year or a year and a half so in order to contain the pandemic we have to inoculate or vaccinate the vulnerable population which is approximately you know if you take 18 plus uh, uh, age group Uh, and 70% of the population will have to be vaccinated so from there you if you calculate what would be the requirement of vaccine and you calculate also the available capacity of production based on the licenses which have been given by the patent holders you will find there is a huge gap between uh, vaccine production uh, capacity uh, which has been licensed and the requirement so this gap needs to be filled now how do we fill this one of the first things which we do is to ramp up production to increase the capacity to produce now if we rely only on the pharmaceutical companies or the patent holders to provide the licenses to their franchisees it may take ages and we may miss the bus completely and uh, so the the issue is about uh, allowing other players who have the capability maybe the technical expertise the production capacity but which do not have the license to manufacture a patented product to provide their manufacturing capacity to produce and to fill this gap so this uh, proposal of india south africa and 57 other countries which is supported by over 100 middle income and low income countries uh, is basically it was basically uh, not only about vaccines it was about medicine it was about uh, personal protection kit it was about medical devices and uh, which all of which are required to tackle this pandemic now uh, the us has of course opened the door by saying that it will support this move in terms of the vaccine production it has remained silent about the medicines about the personal protection kits about the medical devices etc but uh, having said that i must mention that as far as medical devices are concerned uh, uh, for instance uh, vent uh, ventilator there is a, uh, an overproduction in the global market and it is easily available there is no uh, deficiency or shortage there really in terms of ppe kits of course there was a shortage in the beginning but then that was overcome by many countries including india as far as medicines are concerned uh, we have still to find out a medicine which will prevent the replication of the virus there are a few very promising medicines which are uh, being tested out molnupiravir avipiravir uh, being two of them there could be others as well now that is uh, going to take time and uh, 
So the vaccines are of the essence to prevent the pandemic. And currently, Now, uh, currently the United States move looks like a significant one if we talk about Dr. Das Gupta in terms of vaccine equity. But does it come as a pleasant surprise the sharp reversal of the previous U.S. stance? Because for months. India and South Africa, with of course support from other developing economies that you spoke about, they had been backing for this waiver proposal at the WTO. But the developed economies, which included the United States, had been resisting it. Now, what do you think could have been the factors behind the Biden administration overturning its previous stance on vaccine waiver, on uh, patent waiver? There are two things which uh, again I need to be borne in mind. The first thing is there was a very important declaration on trips and public health in 2001, and that had also been opposed very strongly by the pharma lobby. But ultimately, the president of the United States weighed in on the side of the developing countries, and that could uh, uh, go through. President Biden, in his campaign pledge, had uh, not very explicitly, but he had made this uh, promise. That uh, vaccines would be made available to the rest of the world, and uh, that is uh, he's just been following up. And I would say that the gesture of the United States president is uh, a very, very positive step. It is uh, indeed, uh, as the WHO chief has mentioned, it's a monumental step in our global fight against uh, the COVID pandemic. And uh, I think uh, it is in keeping with the social responsibility. And the leadership role that the U.S. has uh, always shown, and it has again assumed that leadership role, but for a minor blip, I think in the past uh, maybe uh, two three years. Uh, so but it is back to the normal uh, leadership role which has been played by the U.S. And I think the global community, the pharma lobby, will have its own reservations, and uh, there would be problems. So we have to overcome that during the negotiations. But I want to ma make one last point, and that is that uh, in the wake of the HIV/AIDS pandemic and tuberculosis and malaria and other epidemics, there was this medicines patent pool which was set up uh, in, under the aegis of the WHO, and uh, that is again part of the COVID technology access pool which the WHO has set up. Uh, to which, of course, there are no subscribers at present of providing uh, technology and knowledge and data um, yet. It was set up in May 2020. So the medicines patent pool has been very successful in certain cases for HIV medicines, for instance. Uh, uh, a royalty amount of three to five percent on generic sales is provided to the companies which own the patent. So there is, uh, and in the trips agreement, there is this uh, provision of adequate remuneration to be provided to the patent holder. Mm -hmm. So I think a balance has to be struck, and the U.S. decision will uh, will enable the global community to arrive at a balance between human rights, between protection of uh, the global citizenry, and private innovation and uh, research and development expenses. Okay. Uh, uh, Professor Gupta, coming back to you because we are in a situation today where new variants of this virus are emerging. The outbreaks we are seeing are getting bigger and bigger by the day. Even in India, we've been impacted severely by the second wave this time. In such a scenario, even in such a scenario, I should put it like that, 
why are the pharmaceutical giants even opposing it for for the past uh, several months they have made profits now when you uh, say humanity stands above anything else and uh, there are talks of uh, remuneration as well what is the reason for them to oppose it vehemently because what we have seen in the last few hours there's been severe backlash of the united states support to this uh, proposal i would say that innovation or the drug discovery is a very expensive time consuming risky process industry spends a huge money into that and they have right in saying so that they have to recover their cost so that they can put back into the innovation and the research however however when situation like this comes where the entire world gets involved and then particularly the countries which are middle income lower income developing which will also indirectly have an impact on any part of the world then there has to be a mechanism by which this temporary suspension of intellectual property right should be there so that it it is particularly important country like india where we have very strong technology based platform we are called as a generic hub of the medicine of the world we can make provided this is a free technology use platform and therefore the technology for which mrna is uh, uh, for technology for mrna vaccine we will be able to produce the efficacious vaccine and number of of industries our manufacturing units will come in the production will be increased and the vaccine cost will be less i am saying that it will not be lesser than that which will be not viable for industry it can be viable it should be viable but it should be at a level where it is affordable to the country and the poor man and the middle income people also and therefore there are other ways also like compulsory licensing things like that but this is the best thing and i'm sure when the industry will sit across the table and will get a mechanism by which their sustainability their viability is also preserved but at the same time profitability will be rationalized and then there will be not exorbitant profit they can do this profiting at the later date for the different other purposes but today when the humanity when the entire world is suffering not only that india is suffering not only that the developing world is suffering it will ultimately percolate the benefit will also percolate directly or indirectly to the developed world as well and therefore each and every country whether it is the developing whether it is a developed whether it is a asian countries whether it is a european countries have to support should support this this is a very wise uh, uh, i think a very balanced decision or proposal i would say okay okay professor do you also think another contention which the critics are making is that apart from hampering innovation it could also compromise on the control of safety and quality standards of vaccine manufacturing could is that uh, possible i i i would i would say two things safety and efficacy 
cannot be and must not be compromised at any stage. And therefore, there is an enhanced role, responsibility of the regulator of each country. And India, the regulation regulator of India is one of the very strong regulator. It will never allow anything which will have any possibility of compromise in the safety. And therefore, those who say that this will compromise with the safety and efficacy and the data, they are, I think, perhaps not correct. We believe, we have a faith and we have a confidence in our scientists, in our manufacturing units and in our regulator who will do a good job in making only vaccines in market which is established safety. Okay. Dr. Das Gupta, let's now talk about the challenges, uh, uh, potential challenges in implementation of this waiver plan. Now, the United States, even though it has agreed to actively participate in the negotiations, it has cautioned that deliberations are going to take time. So, in order to hammer out a specific plan, a waiver plan, number one, would it be time-taking and uh, at the WTO level, help us understand what are the kind of negotiations that are likely to take place? Uh, are, uh, uh, has the, should the issue be unanimously agreed by all member countries? How does it function at the WTO? At the WTO, all decisions are taken by consensus. Mm -hmm. So uh, basically, all countries have to agree. What happens in actual practice is that once the major countries uh, say yes, who have a stake, if, even if there are some um, uh, less important countries in terms of a particular decision who do not really have much of a stake, but are acting only as, uh, let's say, uh, on, on um, systemic grounds, they are raising objections. Their objections are tackled one by one, and there is peer pressure and moral suasion which is brought to bear on them, and they are all made to uh, come around and uh, be part of their sense. Now, the, there is, uh, in the WTO system, no cutoff date for the end of negotiation. So that is one worry, that uh, we have to have a specific timeline. And uh, the next ministerial conference of the WTO is going to be held sometime uh, at the end of this year in Geneva. So before that, much before that, in fact, we must wrap up these negotiations and uh, have a, uh, an agreement in place. Absolutely. So, the urgency of the issue has to be addressed. The second point I wanted to mention is that, uh, you know, uh, Professor Gupta made a very valid point about uh, medicine. Uh, you know, we, were, uh, we have been the pharmacy of the world. In the case of uh, medicines which were off-patent or which were generic in nature, we uh, used reverse engineering to uh, say it bluntly. And uh, the average time which, which was taken to produce a medicine which was off patent by reverse engineering was about three years. In the case of vaccines, it is uh, uncharted territory. So unless we get the technology, I'm not sure we will be able to produce it even in three years. So we need to have that technology. So it, the, there needs to be a meeting of not only minds, but of heart, of the companies, of the governments, the important governments where uh, the, the, the of the countries where these major companies are located. And that is when this thing will flow smoothly 
and vaccines will get produced. Uh, Dr. Dasgupta, you spoke about peer pressure. So, could the United States' decision sway the other developed countries which are still resisting the waiver? Is it possible? Yes, uh, because uh, you uh, need to also think about the huge pressure that global advocacy groups, uh, NGOs, civil rights organizations, and legislators, in the case of the U.S., uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi has been at the forefront saying that they should be waived. And there have been about 100 uh, congressmen and senators, uh, mainly of the Democratic Party, who have supported this. So in other countries also, in Europe, there is a huge movement which uh, wants uh, waivers to be given. And uh, so would be uh, the case with the UK. So these are the major uh, countries or country groups where these uh, large uh, companies are located, which are the holders of patents. So I'm sure once the US has said that it is in favor, there would be immense pressure which will be brought to bear on their legislators, on their, uh, by the civil society groups and other global advocacy groups. So it will be very difficult for them to sustain. And this is exactly what had happened in 2001 in the case of TRIPS and the public health declaration. Okay, okay. Let, let's all be hopeful that the other countries uh, also support the U.S. in supporting this proposal floated by India and South Africa. Uh, Professor, coming back to you for one final question. We've spoken about how the global pharmacy groups are, of course, resisting this decision. There are challenges that are going to, uh, to be there in terms of negotiations of the WTO. Are there any other problems that we could face in terms of implementing this waiver plan? which is going to benefit at large the lower income, the middle income uh, economies at present? I would say two, three things. As one uh, Dr. Gupta has mentioned very correctly, is relaxation or waiver of uh, IP is one. But then once their heart melts and they agree on this, they should also come for technology transfer or making handshake and that will increase the speed by which we can or developing world can develop the vaccine manufacturing process the number of uh, the units which has to be available in the record time and also the apprehension which is unfounded i will say of the quality the next challenge is is making the vaccines word quality, I would say acceptable quality. And our acceptable benchmark is no less than any word class medicine. That is strengthening, that is important. We have a manufacturing units, fantastic. And that's why you see we are the pharmacy of the word. We supply to the majority part of the countries. So that is the second thing. Third thing is the resistance which will come definitely, will definitely, I think, will melt down because of the peer pressure from our entire civil societies, NGOs, and I would say each and every citizen of the world will support it because anybody who is interested in taking vaccine will support this. And after all, the industry, the giants are also interested in getting vaccine for themselves, for their friends in India, for their relatives in, in, in other part of the world. So therefore, ultimately, 
they will also agree negotiation viability industry is perfectly agreeable but affordability of the quality vaccine is also a responsibility okay so a very very important suggestions coming out of the discussion both our panelists saying that open sharing of technology intellectual property will increase global vaccine coverage that's number one it will ramp up global vaccine access program which the who is currently undertaking which is called the covax and the third and the most important thing that unless we vaccinate the world experts warn we will leave the playing field open to more and more mutations and the outbreaks will be worse than ever so this is the most important thing that we'll have to keep in mind and to to contain that it's important that vaccine equity is maintained at the earliest to prevent and to strengthen this global fight against covid-19 with that i have to wrap this edition of the big picture thank you once again uh for joy uh, to both my guests for joining me on the program today and sharing your perspective with us and our viewers pleasure having you on the show take care of yourselves and your families to my viewers as well i want to make an appeal we are going through some really testing times stay at home if you can to prevent the infections but if at all you have to step outside make sure you are masked up the health experts say wear double masks if possible maintain physical distancing and keep washing your hands regularly These are basic precautions which will help us and also our families from being infected. So take care of yourselves and your families and thank you very much for your time.